Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dream Business Podcast. How the devil are you? I hope you are good. So uh, back again with another interview. Like I said, I think I mentioned it last week. I'm going to be doing a lot of interviews. I just really enjoy talking to people. And also, um, I enjoy talking in general, actually, uh, kind of understatement. Um, but also, there's a lot of things that I am not the expert on. And I know a lot of amazing humans who are expert at things. And as I said last week, um, they just happen to be members of my executive club, which is wonderful. But that's not the reason I chose them. I chose them because they are very good at what they do. So today I have got the very lovely Laura McKenzie, who is joining me on the podcast. Now, Laura sent me her bio over. But basically, I'm going to say in short, Laura is like all things Google, tech, data, genius stuff. Okay. And she's going to help us understand a little bit more about what that is. Uh, things like Google My Business. Laura did some training for us. Um, and I realized in that training, I didn't have a Google My Business, which I still haven't done. Don't tell her. Um, so yes. So Laura is all things tech and analytics, and she's going to help us understand what they do for us in our business. So welcome to the podcast, Laura. How are you doing? It's lovely. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. We'll be listening to quite a few of them recently, just thinking, oh, God, what am I going to say? But no, I'm here now. And ask, ask me whatever you want. Oh, well, now I'm going to, like, you're going to be sorry uh, you said that. Um, so like most of my amazing members, member, I said that wrong, members, I'll start again. <laughs> I did just tell Laura that this is a clean episode, i.e. whatever we record goes out. So I've messed up. That's fine. Um Laura has a really interesting background and a bit like when we had Katie on and it's like, we'll be in the group chat saying something and then they'll drop in and one of them will go, oh yeah, when I did so-and-so and we're like, what? Like this happens all the time with Laura as well as Katie. So Laura had a background in like the television type industry. Uh, so I want you to tell us, and and actually she gave me a fact that she was once a picture in a wanted poster on a BBC daytime drama. What the hell, man? So how do we go from being a wanted poster in a BBC daytime drama to doing what you do today? Okay, yeah. So my, my journey has been quite interesting, I guess. Um, I've got a film degree, and that's always what I wanted to do from when I was very little. So I always wanted to be a director with a hat on telling people what to do. Um, but then when you get out in the real world and actually learn, you think, oh, I don't actually, I don't want to do that. Um, so, yeah, I first started out as a runner. So making teas and coffees everywhere for film and TV sets. Um, and I worked in drama. So rather than like your, your X Factors entertainment shows, um, I was working on those sort of Netflix dramas before Netflix. Um, and, yeah, one of the shows I worked on was a daytime TV show for the BBC and often the art department would they'd, they'd have to create so many different props and one of them was this wanted poster um, where they came in and said oh we really need just a picture for this so I thought well here's my chance to be a criminal on TV why not? I love it I love it. So yeah I love that fact because then I, I completely forget about it and then um, yeah when it was on TV I was watching and I said oh just rewind that back yeah that's me that was quite <laughs> fun so my yeah my background was in film and tv for a bit and it was really good then I 
sort of moved because you sort of work on contracts of contracts in television. So you go three months on one thing, then you jump onto the next. And so it's not very stable. Um, neither is freelance life. So maybe that's why I quite like well, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably it. So I was doing that for quite a bit. Um, and then I moved into more of a digital role in TV broadcast. Um, and I loved it. And it wasn't something I ever thought that I would ever do before. And all of a sudden, here I am with a digital team and we're coming up with different campaigns to get people to watch the main programme. And it was just a complete eye-opener for me. And I was sort of hooked from then on. So I was in broadcast media, uh, contracts happen, and then they stop. Normally in TV, if you get to near October and you've not got the next contract, you're thinking, okay, I'm not going to be working over Christmas. Yeah. So I randomly got a job in hospitality just to cover me for that time. And I ended up working in a hotel as a concierge just to get a bit of money. Um, and my marketing, it wasn't quite satisfied and moved into their marketing team. So all of a sudden from broadcast media and doing something completely different, I'm in the marketing team, quite a corporate big business with uh, quarterly sales meetings, APIs and everything like that. Right. So that was quite fun. Um, and yeah, that's really how I started to get into it. And I was there for quite a few years and I just started noticing in probably around June for hospitality, if anyone's worked in it before, June is when you start talking about Christmas and you get your Christmas jumpers on, you're going around hospitals with mince pies. And oh my goodness. Yeah, that would be my husband's idea of hell. I mean, he's yeah. not even cool with Christmas in December, uh, let alone in the middle of the year. Exactly. It's just, it's a bit of a nightmare, but um, you start looking at it and so all your marketing campaigns are revolving around Christmas a lot of the time. And I just kept on thinking, there was like a niggling thing in my brain all the time about how we, how are we measuring this? Like each different thing that we do, because a lot of it was quite ridiculous. I mean, all respect to sales teams and hospitality, they're probably the hardest workers I know. But um, yeah, I kept thinking, oh, you do all this all the time, but we're measuring the outcome, but you're not measuring the the little individual bits to see what mm. makes sense. So that was always in the back of my mind. And when the pandemic hit, was when I was in another role because I'd moved cities um, and I lost my job. So I was about six months into 2020 going, oh, I've not got any income yeah. whatsoever. Probably need and, a job or some money. Yeah, need a job. And I thought, I've been thinking about this for ages. Why don't I just do it? Don't mm-hmm. have a boss. I'll just see what I can do and here I am a few years later still doing it so yeah it's going okay that's awesome 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 so the first question I've got to ask you is what programs are you on that people would recognize because that's obviously one of the most important things of course um so the big one is Hollyoaks probably um so that was that was possibly one of the best places to work so if anyone's around Liverpool and they need a job try and work at Lyme at Hollyoaks okay Um, they're the best people so Hollyoaks and then first film I worked on was the Horrible Histories Bill film 
So oh. they did this big thing in Yorkshire where it's about William Shakespeare writing his first play. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I was a production runner in that one. Um, and then uh, No Offence, if anyone's watched that one, with Joanna Scanlon. So that's a Channel 4 thing okay. uh, based in Manchester. So there was lots of fake fake blood and fake drugs and everything on that. Love set. it. So that was quite fun. That's awesome. Honestly, that's so cool. And I love, like the the previous lives that people have had prior to doing a business and what's super interesting is like often when we come into our own business and we do our own thing we can lack masses of confidence because somehow we just forget that actually we did some pretty amazing stuff prior to it and like the stuff that you did for the campaigns for the hospitality and like you know it's almost like we just forget about all that and go oh you know as if I'm starting again which we're not like we have all this amazing history so you are going to talk about stuff that people don't turn off people don't switch off I promise it'll be worth it <laughs> sorry Laura um she knows me well I'm joking <laughs> but it is one of those things like when I had to update my Google Analytics to G something for something I don't know mm-hmm. Literally, I was like, I don't even know what this is. Like, and this, and I'm someone who has experience in websites and Google Analytics. And, you know, I wouldn't say I was au fait in it. I wouldn't say I was like, yeah, I've got this, but I do at least know what they are and know kind of roughly the basics. And I was like, oh, no, someone else do this, please. Um, And then things like Google My Business and the analytics and the, all of that stuff around it, like, how do we, like, get us excited about it, Laura? Tell us why we should be listening to this podcast and why we should be taking our kind of analytical side of our business, like, importantly. That's That, that didn't make sense, but you know what I meant. I know what you mean. So analytics, I think I see, you said it, really. As soon as people hear the words on GA4, Google Analytics, have you looked at your bounce rate? Everyone just sort of switches off and sort of falls asleep. Um, but when more exciting things like actual marketing campaigns and getting this nice flashy thing out or ads and you start seeing the money rolling out and then stuff coming in, everyone gets excited about it. Um, but the big thing is if you haven't got your analytics set up, then you don't really know what's working. Um, and that's the... That's the crux of it all, really. And, you know, you see lots of business owners constantly every year focusing on, okay, I know I need to do this thing, get my email list out. I know I need to do this Facebook ads or do I do Google ads or do I even need to do ads Um, or even do I need a website when I've got social media? Like all these things, um, people are always asking themselves every single month pretty much Mm. um but the truth is if you set up your analytics and have the code on all your websites um have all your links with the utms and the tracking things at the end um people know they need to do but never do if you get that all set up you you go back and have a look at your dashboard and everything and all the answers are there pretty much straight away. So if you've set it up in a very specific way, within five minutes of just glancing at your analytics, you can see what your next move needs to be. 
um, because you know what your business goals are. So that's in a nutshell, that is why everyone needs to pay attention to it, but okay. possibly don't. So I'm going to play devil's advocate and go, mm-hmm. uh, okay, Laura, I have done my website through Squarespace or whatever the Wix, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I barely managed to put that together. I don't I like how do I even start to understand how to do some of this stuff that you're doing without blowing my own mind? Because it feels, and I think half the problem is the words alone, you said something about setting up the URL with the, and I know what you mean. It's the question mark. The minute there's a question mark, everything after the question mark is tracking as to how you got to that link. But the word you said, I was like, "Mm, what is that? So like, if someone's listening to this, like, yeah, that sounds cool, but I literally have no idea how to start. Like, how do they do this stuff? So the first thing that if anyone wants to start setting this up, I would always say is close your laptop, first of all. Um, don't, <laughs> throw it out the window, ignore it. Throw it out the window, <laughs> into the ocean, forget about it. Um, just, don't look, just don't look at anything, because I think that's the big thing, and that's where the overwhelm starts, yeah. is when people instantly open up, even if they know the analytics, Google, url as soon as they go on the website Mm. you start going down rabbit holes and it's quite notorious for being a rabbit hole of oh Mm. i know i can look into this i can look into that just close everything down and just sit there with a piece of paper and think about your business and that's the big thing that i'd say is what do you need to know about your business to get where you want to go so is it that you're a brand new business and you know in order to get sales you just need awareness. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by awareness is people actually clicking into your website yeah. or to wherever your things are. So you know you need that information. So even if you haven't got the technical jargon for it all, mm. if you write down a list of what it is you need, so you need your traffic, how many people are actually looking at your website, you need to know oh, why aren't people pressing the, the purchase button? Or mm. I've got a form on my website. People are submitting it, but I'm not sure if they're the right people. So those are the yeah. questions that you need to ask first of all. And then once you've got them, that's when you can figure out what level you need. So if you've yeah. not got any analytics whatsoever, or you've even got your little of code set mm-hmm. up in the header of your website, because most people have got to that point, and then they've ignored it and gone, well, mm. you know, that's tracking something. That's fine. So the first thing everyone needs to do at that point is get the code set up, which most web developers can help you with. They yeah. don't have to be a Google Analytics person. Um, or just ask, especially in business, you can ask your your business mates about what they've done or how, do they know somebody who can do it? Because initially that's all you need to set up. And luckily, because um, you're an exec yeah. club, you're our business mate. <laughs> and and just I, me. I forwarded it to uh, Lauren when any chance you could have a look at this for me, please. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's the truth about it is. And I know this is very easy to say, but everything is simple and, uh, you know, everything's hard until you know it. Right. And you yeah. did some training in the club. Uh, there's a training in the club about uh, Google My Business. Right. And. That for me would appear something pretty simple. Okay. 
And it is really compared to some things. It is a pretty simple process to go through. However, there were certain things that people didn't know. And I mean, I say it's pretty simple. I haven't got it set up. Um, But there were things that people who had got it set up didn't know that existed. And actually, if you just tweaked that or did that or whatever. But the training was so... um, so simple and so structured that it was like this is where the button is you do this thing and that's the same with google analytics it feels because there is so much involved and so much to it it is so easy to go don't know what on earth they're talking about on here and get lost in this gazillion million bits of data that you could find but when you've got someone who can go go here do this do this do this suddenly it's like oh is that it yeah that's that's the big thing and I think that's the thing I don't like about analytics Mm. because people get scared by it really quickly because there is instant jargon if you google anything you get massive experts in the industry who are targeting like Don Lewis and Amazon and really big business people who need to know the really ins and outs of everything Um, but when you're looking for something really simple Okay, well, there's no hope, really, but there is hope. And that's something that I've seen. There's loads more people recently um, trying to do a similar thing to I am, which is trying to get put through all the jargon and just make sure that everyone just gets what they need. Because Google, even though we give it our data, so it's not free, it's free to all businesses. Yeah. And, you know, even if you have to spend a tiny bit of money setting up what it is you need to do, whether it's Get the questions help you to know, do that. yeah, it's from that point it's free mm. up until you need the next stage. But yeah, then you know what it is that you actually want answering. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So what sort of stuff? should we be looking to track or what sort of stuff like if you're a small business and you've got Google Analytics set up, what are the key things that I'm looking at or would be helpful to me? So um, if you only just set up your account, the first thing I'd say is really boringly, before looking at all the reports and the bar graphs and everything, that looks really fun, just click into your admin and go through the boring little sections because those are the those bits are the things that will make all the difference. Mm-hmm. So that in, in there, you've got how long Google's going to take your data so, or keep your data. So, but it, either it's two months or 14 months. So, Google went for a big thing recently where, um, and this is the reason why we're talking about it, is there was universal analytics for ages and ages. And everyone knew they had to set it up. And then if they needed to look into something, they'd just click into the report and it'd all be there. Mm-hmm. But it, they've evolved and they've changed for many, many reasons. It means that now you need to know and think about what you want to see before you get in there. So first of all, look at your settings. Have a look at them. And then second of all, just think about very specific reports. So in Universal Analytics, if anyone remembers that, um, source medium reports are the big thing. So that just means what platform... um, that everyone has come from and wh- where is the traffic coming from yeah. to my website that's the big thing that everyone really needs so there are template reports that you can just click on the reporting section and have a look at it straight away so 
I know it sounds boring, but people don't really know where to find these answers. So yeah. that's, that's the big thing. So mm. go in and have a play around because you won't break anything. No. That's that's the scary thing. People think they can click into analytics and they'll press one button and the whole thing will explode and their laptop's going to go on fire. And it's uh, no, you can click things and then you can leave it and come back to it and it's fine. Yeah, so yeah. just go and have a look. And if you don't understand what things are, ask. Because mm. there's nothing, there's so many people like myself, if I don't know it, then I can do a deep dive because I need to know it. Mm. But there's, it depends on what your business is. So well, um, that's one what... business. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I was going to say that was my next question in terms of like, because there are some business, if they're just getting started and I've got, you know, you're very uh, kind of honest and appreciative of this. Like if you're just getting started, that maybe isn't the first thing you're going to do. Like maybe get a way that people can pay you. That would be ideal. Like, or maybe get a brand and actually tell the world who you are. Um, but are there particular businesses where this is like a gold mine that they are missing out on? Yes, e-commerce businesses is the big one. Yeah. So if you're an e-commerce business and you don't look at your analytics at least weekly, then you need to start doing that. So mm. you just need to, because um, I've heard lots recently um, about people who look at their figures annually and then look year year on year and that mm. seems to be a big report you know from all of our accounting softwares and everything year on year yeah. things change so quickly um you um, know in the past three years covid every year has been so different we yeah. don't really know that year doesn't make any sense to this year mm. like so you can't really look at those reports so you need to be looking in smaller chunks of time to see whether something's improving and I think the other thing that is worth mentioning is a bit like someone, I've just done a call in the club and um, someone said, oh, I've got 70 new followers. Is that good? And it's like, well, where are you at and what have you got before? And yeah, that's good. Like, this is the thing. It's like, well, how many website visitors should I be getting? That used to be a question all the time when I was, because obviously my background is I was in an agency that did part of my many long career um did websites and it'd be like so you know is that a good enough number of visitors and it's like that is like asking like how long is a piece of string because it doesn't matter so in terms of the data it's not about and correct me if I'm wrong but it's not about you know checking the data to make sure you're hitting a certain level it's about checking the data so that you can see what is making a difference in your world so if you got 10 visits to your website last month and then you did a blog and you got 20 yay go the blog or was it because of the blog and if it was because of the blog brilliant let's try doing that again or see if you can replicate what happened there so it's not about going in and going oh I'm only getting like 500 visits to a website because you're for someone like Amazon that would be like literally disastrous uh but for someone like me like people don't go to my website a whole lot so that would be absolutely fine I have no problem with that like so I think I think you know it's about looking at where you are and looking at what you do and what difference it's going to make to your stats. Completely. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think a big part of this is um, comparison because a lot of, a lot of this stuff, you have to Google and find out what's happening and you don't know where to look, but 
often when you do that, you'll be confronted by somebody else's figures and somebody else's yeah. version of success. And yeah, that is yeah. just the worst thing as a business owner is looking mm. at other people, isn't it? So if you just look at where you are at the minute and then try and improve for the next time, that is all you ever need to do. Yeah. Um, and when you think, oh, is this good? Is this good? Like, just think for you, is this good for your goals? Like, are you getting the sales that you need? It's not about how many people are following you or yeah. is it, are people clicking through? Are they going to your website? Are they buying? Are you mm -hmm. having more conversations with people? Like those are the, those are the real questions, but we get very bogged down in the detail, mm -hmm. um, which is so easy to do because everything's designed for you to look at your insights and see this. And um, that's the big thing really. Um mm -hmm. As long as you focus on your your own business and improving for the next one, then you're on a winner as far as I'm yeah. concerned. And there must be loads of people out there who are writing blogs because they've been told and heard that writing blogs is a thing to do. And I'm not going to disagree. Writing blogs is really useful. However, that's only useful if it's doing the job that you're hoping it to do, which is to drive traffic to your website. And in the Katie episode, we talked about how she turned my Yoast from orange to green in a space of about five minutes, um, which obviously is helping Google find that blog post. But, you know, it's the same of like, there are people where they might be going, you know, Instagram's doing nothing for me or LinkedIn's doing nothing for me. But when they actually go in and check their Google Analytics, it's driving a lot of traffic to the site or where the traffic's coming from. Like uh, in mine, a lot of the organic searches is my name. It's a, people search Teresa he's yeah. wearing and that's how they find me. So obviously, you know, that is my website address. So it's not a surprise, but you know, that is something I just say, search Teresa he's wearing and you'll find me. Um, but like, it's knowing that actually, you you know I am getting visits from that I didn't realize that's really interesting right if I post three more times a week on that rather than doing it over here is that going to make a difference to people going to my website and then what are the pages they're looking at what are the pages they're engaging with and could you so if there's one blog I guess that someone is getting loads of website visits to because you can see that on your analytics then should you be putting a link in that page or a button in that page that takes you to the sales page? Or is there a way you can maximize that page? Is this the kind of thing that people could be looking at? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, you've hit the nail on the head in that. I think often without realizing it, a lot of us make assumptions based mm. on what we like doing, especially when it's social media, because we go, Oh, I don't really, I know I need to do this, but I don't think it's working because I'm not really doing it, but mm -hmm. they've not looked at the data and that's no. the, I know there'll be a few people just hiding, hiding when they've heard that, but it's true because we go, oh, that doesn't work. No, it's yeah. fine. No, I don't know. But our analytics tell us something different and that's what you need to lean into and mm -hmm. It, it sounds really boring and I know quite a lot of it is but it's also boring writing a hundred blogs because you don't know what's working yeah whereas exactly. you, could, you could be writing five and yes and, and it's that whole more. you know I think this comes down to how some business owners aren't seeing themselves as a business because when I worked for bigger businesses or even small businesses but had employees we looked at data and we looked at figures and we looked at facts to go, 
are what we're doing the right direction? Should we change it? Should we do it, you know, or make our decisions? Whereas in our own businesses, we don't do that, which I think is such a mistake to to deny ourselves that when actually that could be helping us so strongly in terms of how we spend our time, what we do. And often it's not asking the question. So I had someone on a call earlier um, and they were telling me that they had done an activity that five people had turned up to, which first of all, they were, you could just hear by the sound of their voice that they were like, this is embarrassing telling her that there's five people turned up to it. And one person bought and she was devastated. And I was like, that's a 20% conversion rate. That is like beyond good. Like that is not what conversion rates are. And she's like, well, what are they normally? I'm like between like two, 3%. Like, you know, the fact that you, in every five, you can get one to buy. I said, all we need to do now is up your numbers. Like, how do we get 10 people in, 20 people in, 50 people in and keep that conversion? And this is the thing, like, they they took that and went, oh, there's only five people, only one person, but what's the point of it? But actually, as a stat and as fact and data goes, that's good return on the effort she put in. She just needs to increase the number of people who come to the door. But now she's got some some figures to go with it. She can actually start doing something with that. So I think we often, because we're looking at very small. Thing. Yeah. And and because we're looking at small stuff, we think, oh, it doesn't matter. Whereas it absolutely does. Like I was, I said to go do that again but get more people in this time. Like, and then let's see. And again, you might do it two or three more times and actually it doesn't do anything and the rate comes down or whatever, but you've at least you've got data to back that up. And it's the same as when we yeah. talk about people like, oh, I'm not sure what to do and this, this, and it's like, well, let's take action. Because if you take action, we'll get some data from it or we'll get, I'll get something to learn. But if you do nothing, you can't learn anything. Um, yeah. Exactly sorry, go on, were you going to say something? No, that's exactly it. And I think, especially for that example, you've got Amazon out there. They know that if even if they didn't do anything for one day, they're still going to make way more money than the rest of us. Yeah. Whereas they really pay attention to this. Whereas us, when we know that our money and effort, we've only got a limited number of all of it, we don't pay attention as much. Mm. Whereas it's crucial that we do. So yeah. yeah, in that situation, you just if you focus on if you focus on the that number rather than mm-hmm. if you saw it on your screen, okay, these number of people are actually coming in. Why aren't they why aren't more people coming in rather than oh, why aren't they buying? Yeah. So it's it's if you see it simply on your screen rather than loads of things everywhere, then you're gonna you're just gonna do better next time. 100%. Yeah. But at least you'd have the information. So if you think, did that work, then it's going to tell you whether it did work or not, whether you then put enough effort in or whatever, that's up to you to kind of have a conversation about. Someone asked me earlier, I was being interviewed for someone else's podcast and they were like, how do you know when to give up or to pivot or to, and it's like, you've got to, you've got to have one done it enough that you've got enough data to to look at it and two you've got to be honest with yourself and gone did I do everything I could possibly do to make that work so with this example of five people and one like did that person do as much as they possibly could to get more people in it could you have done anything different to convert those people the truth is yes because it's 
It's always yes for all of us. There's always something we can do. There's always an extra. There's not one thing that I've done ever in my business where I've gone hand on heart, 100% could not have done anything better, could not have tried harder. Like there isn't everything we do. You know, we've got an in-person event coming up soon and I was looking at the numbers and it's a very small event. It's a small room. So I never was going to go all out on it, but I still haven't filled it. And I'm sat here like, well, what have you actually done to try and sell this? And I have to be honest with myself. Like I was ill for a week. I was away for a week. I've not done a whole lot of stuff to sell it. So am I like annoyed with the stats and the data? Well, I can be as annoyed as I want, but is it going to change the fact that I could have tried harder? Yeah, I could have tried harder. And I've got a reason for it. But if I didn't, if I didn't have any data, or if I didn't have anything like that, I couldn't do it. So uh, we went down a bit of a year. Uh, sideline there. Anyway, let's just talk about quickly the GDPR concern and about, and and the whole cookies thing and the whole tracking thing. Like, again, I think a lot of people don't do this because this feels scary and feels like something a big business would do and probably isn't something we need to think about. Exactly. Um, GDPR is obviously a massive concern, especially for all of us here in the UK. And when we're doing global business, it's a online it's so easy to set something up and not be compliant and that scares everybody Mm. and the big thing about all of this with google analytics and things is a lot of people saying oh well i can't track everybody and privacy is a big thing and apple with the ios 14 and they've got all these things in place um that's why you need to pay attention to it more that's the Mm -hmm. reason um, because you can easily just put you can easily just put code on your um you just it doesn't it doesn't work because you'd need to really focus on just getting a very simple plugin, for example, and then knowing what it is you want to track rather than track everything. Yeah. So uh, speaking to somebody like myself, for example, um who can help you set it up right meaning that you're not worried about those things and gdpr is it can be really scary but it can also be quite simple because you just think about you as a consumer and what you want to do from that point of view Mm -hmm. and once you once you've decided what it is you need to know from people just like a shop yeah so if you think about a shop a shop has as much right to see who's coming into the shop what, what sort of stuff they're browsing at how many times they come in because you start recognizing them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whether they, they're not happy with something. All of those things are stuff that a shop has the right to do. Whereas when it comes to online, we think, oh, we can't do any of those things. And it's like, no, you just, you don't need to know the name of that person unless they want to give you that information. Yeah. So that's the way we all need to look at GDPR and tracking people across the internet. Um, and then once we know what it is we want to do, GDPR is a lot easier because yeah. you can just instantly say, this is what I need to know. I don't need to know anything else. Yeah. And it helps anyone helping you implement it, make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say on that, and like you might be like, shut up, Teresa, and that's fine, um, is I have never, ever known anybody get done for GDPR. Have you? No, no, I haven't either. So, yes, we are law-abiding citizens and we want to do the right thing, but don't let it paralyse you. Don't let it stop you from doing 
anything because you're terrified that the GDPR police are going to come knocking on your door, they're not. Well, no, I can't say that. I have no idea if they're going to or not. The chances of that happening are very, very, very slim. Because if they were going to go knocking on someone's door, they'd be knocking on the doors of like Amazon. Do you know what I mean? Because like if they're going to, because you get fined, if they're going to fine anybody, and it's based on your income, I think, or on your turnover or something, if they're going to fine anybody, they're going to want to fine them. They're not going to want to fine us. And, you know, it'd be too much work for not enough money. I'm absolutely positive. But and and exactly. also the first thing that they would do, if let's just say for whatever reason, like the GDPR police do come and have a word with you, the first thing they're going to do is say, can you get this right? Like, yeah. they're not going to, like, throw you in jail and throw away the key. They're going to ask you to try and fix it. They're going to assume that you have tried and got it wrong. So Yeah, you're not going to be thrown into jail. You, no. They're going to tell you and give you an opportunity to make sure it's right. Because they know that it's difficult. That's yeah. the big thing. It's, it's, it is difficult because the whole world's got different rules and different sections. So... And as yeah, long as you don't appear worry. to be trying, and like you said, if you are spamming people, if you are like lifting email addresses from random places and tracking people in ways that you shouldn't be, I mean, you're very smart if you're doing that. So, you know, you're way ahead of us. But like, you know, if you're doing, if you're going out and being purposely hard or like, you know, obtruse or whatever, I, do, I don't think either of those words suit that in line. But anyway, we'll go with it. Um <laughs> If you're purposely trying to like go yeah. against the rules, then they might say something, but you're not like, as long as you're trying, as long as like, you know, benefit of the doubt thing, actually, if anybody's listening to this and they know anybody that's been done for GDPR, mm -hmm. I would be fascinated here. I remember when it all kicked in. I mean, this was years ago, wasn't it? That this kicked in. I yeah. still had a couple of clients, I think, or I was consulting for someone or something and they did nothing and they were a big company and they went, yeah, we're not doing it. And oh, they just really? it. Like, wow. so do you know what I mean? Like, I think a small, hmm. teeny tiny company compared to big ones that just blatantly go, yeah, not interested. And the amount of spam emails I still get, I'm like, well, these people aren't bothered, are they? So, yeah. Oh, every day, every day. Yeah. So I think like this stuff does appear and it probably very much like me is off your zone of genius which is fine which is why there are amazing people like Laura around um who make it very simple and very easy to understand and can break it down super super easy um but just don't be too scared to do anything because otherwise you're not gonna have a business like you need to yeah. you need to try and do Go some for stuff it with. you can yeah. always get it wrong and somebody can tell you to do it differently and help you fix it yeah so yeah. you can do yeah, I love it. Laura, thank you so, so much for joining me. Um, like I said, thank Laura's you. done some training in the club and it was excellent. Uh, and everybody was like, didn't know half the staff that even the ones that were on Google My Business. Is it it's not called Google My Business anymore, is it? Is it they've rebranded to Google Business Profile, but everyone still calls it Google My Business. Okay. So yeah. Uh so if you haven't got uh, a Google My Business, Google Profile, whatever, and you join the club, then obviously you can have Laura's training for free. Um, But do go check Laura out. She's in Exec Club and I am hammering her on a regular basis to finish the course that she is doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she'll have a course yeah. soon, uh, which she can help you with. Um, But yes, do go check her out. Uh, And where can they come and find you, Laura? Now, this is a test as well, because Laura, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing 
uh, one of the things that we work on is Laura hiding uh, yeah. and not telling the world what she does and who she is. And um, me now putting her very much out of her comfort zone by getting her on the podcast and now divulging all this to everyone. Um, but where can they come and find you, Laura? Because I know that you haven't as been as active as you would like to be or I would like no, you to be. No, no. <laughs> I'm getting to. there. I'm getting there. I am chronically hiding. Um, I but you can find me quite easily. So Cloudy Day Digital is my business. So you can find me on most of the platforms. My favorite are LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, not that you'd be able to tell at the minute, but soon, soon. <laughs> but they're my favorite ones I like to hang out in uh, or look. And then I have <laughs> yeah. a new mailing list coming out. So it's called The Forecast. So you go to cloudtodaydigital.com and you can sign up. And I will hopefully be giving you all non-jargon information about anything that you've heard online that might have scared you about what you need to do in analytics. I love that. And can I just say, and I've already said this, Laura, when she said what the the email thing was called, like, I love that her business is Cloudy Day Digital and she's called her email newsletter, The Forecast. That is like genius marketing. And it made me instantly want to call my emails a name, which I haven't yet come up with. So I think we need to, I need to have a think. I need to now, you know, I think, I don't know, if you've got any suggestions then obviously drop me a DM and let me know because uh, cause I can't think what I can call it. I mean, we did oh, have thanks. this whole, we had this whole thing. When I launched the club, as in the name, the club, and it used to be the Academy, an executive club, I was going to have a free Facebook group that I was going to call the lounge, right? Because it's like the flying thing. It's like you're in club class or like obviously it's not it's like club business like first or whatever but that was where like this theme was coming from so I was gonna call the Facebook group the lounge and then obviously I didn't have a Facebook group because I know what I'm like and I would give away too much in there for free and no one would ever pay a thing and I'd be a very poor loved person um which is nice I'd like to be loved and thought like appreciated that I also like nice things and uh paying my mortgage um but yeah, so I maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I need to think about it. But email in. Yeah. <laughs> Send us a postcard, a stamped address envelope. <laughs> Read it out that. on next next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's forget all this digital stuff. Let's go back to old school marketing. My husband would be most over the moon. Um, Laura, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate you being on. Thank you. I loved it. So if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please do come and check Laura and I out. You can check me out. I mean, I, hopefully you know who I am. But do go and check Laura out. We will uh, link up to her in the show notes. And as you, as she said, uh, Cloudy Day Digital, if you give her a quick Google, you will find her. Well, I'd flip and hope so, as we've just been talking about Google. Be pretty embarrassed if you couldn't. <laughs> uh she knows i'm joking i'm sure you'll be able to find her but you'll definitely find her on social media <laughs> i've got her panicking now um, but yes have a wonderful rest of your week and i will see you next week